Hi, welcome to Unmasking Your Power with myself, Sarah Poussant, owner and director of the Rainbow Clinic Paediatric Occupational Therapy. Unmasking Your Power is where I get to sit down with amazing business owners and entrepreneurs and pick their brains about all things business and life. We delve into their secrets, passions, values, morning routines and what makes them successful and ultimately happy. So today's interviewee is Melissa Horvat, is the director and designer of Graphica. Graphica, with over 25 years of industry experience, Graphica is an award-winning branding agency that delivers powerful, intelligent, strategically driven projects, mostly in professional service space, um, but across industries and categories, products and services, continents and cultures, they partner with their clients to build brands that connect them to their clients. So we are very excited to have you on the channel, Melissa, and I can't wait to hear from you with regards to your skyrocket to success. Thank you for having me. That was an awesome introduction. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so let's get started. Uh, what does success look like for you? Oh, okay. So for me, success is really having a work-life balance. Um, Obviously, having financial freedom is, is obviously successful. But for me, really, the basis of everything is having that balance with my family as well as running the business. So that's, uh, that's my idea of success. As long as the business keeps going, that's success in my eyes. So. Yep. Awesome. And do you have how many children? Have you? So I have three children. Oh, wow. Yes, wow. 16, 14 and 10. Wow. So they're all very oh, busy, Yeah. very sporty. There's lots going on in our household. Yes. So, so are your weekends consumed by school sports and Saturday, Absolutely. Sunday sports? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so my children don't just play ordinary sport. They obviously, well, they, you know, strive for the best of the best. So wow, we are literally running around for sports seven days a week. Wow. Yeah. Oh my my goodness. daughter plays in Sydney in a competition in Sydney. So we're in wow. Sydney every second weekend. So Wow. So thank you for carving out time <laughs> to come on the podcast. No problem. <laughs> I must I say, I, I met Melissa at uh, the Lake Macquarie Women in Business Network luncheon. Um, and so we've been involved with Lake Macquarie Business, uh, Women in Business for many years now. Uh, and I always love going along to their trainings. But when it's the luncheon, it's like, yes, we like to um, allocate that time out. Uh, and it's always really, really a, a great space to meet like-minded, yeah, women in business, but yeah. also um, the opportunity to learn about other other people and what they're doing and I think your network sort of grow from there. Yeah, so. I love it. I've, I've been going to those luncheons for forever through the Lake Macquarie Business Network and, yeah, I've just met so many great people, yeah. learnt so many things and it's so inspiring yes. leaving there every yes. time. Yeah. So. It is, it is really worth good. the time to to carve that out. Or something mm. We're really busy or... You know, we've got lots of client work, but this year with COVID, we haven't been able to get to those luncheons. Uh, so if you think two years or so, it hasn't been um, in the physical sense. So it was really nice. That was our first time back after a few years. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I missed early this year, but it was, yeah, it was really, it was really, really, good. really good. It's opened up lots of opportunity for me, actually. Yeah, great. Yeah, just yeah. being part of that network. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Just amazing. Yeah. Really good. 
Um, so what does a typical day look like for you? And I always ask this because it's uh, how we start our day, what our morning routine is, um, mm. can set us up for success or it can set us up for <laughs> yes. uh, retrograde motion. Yes, um, So what does this morning routine and typical morning look like for you? Yeah. So I am a bit of a uh, creature of habit, so I do do pretty much the same thing every day. Yeah. So I do start my day with exercise mm-hmm. every day. So whether or not that's a run or a walk or whatever it is, so I'm active each morning. Um, that follow is always followed by coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so once I've had that, then it's literally just getting the kids ready for school, getting myself ready for work. Yeah. checking my calendar so I do that while I'm having my coffee making sure I'm set for my day yeah and see. then yeah just get on with the day yeah awesome. um, yeah sounds similar to me I the morning routine I always like to exercise and mm. I was saying with the rain and all this rain and then it was our my friend on the podcast uh, last time said well you just put a raincoat on and you just run yes, you in do. the in the weather and in the in the elements and I thought you're right this is an excuse I have I don't want to stay warm and in bed but totally. no just get out and run regardless of the weather put on a, a good rain jacket and off you go running in the rain is yeah. awesome I love yeah. it so it's my meditation really because oh, people nice. do ask you know do you, yeah. and I try and make time to meditate and have that downtime, but I feel like that is yes. my own time. It's just me yeah. and doing my thing. So yeah, yeah, that's my good start to my day. Yeah, and mindfulness. You know, as you said, it's it's a form of meditation. I think when you're running or you're doing your activity, uh, very easy to get in the zone of just what you're doing and all the thoughts sort of um, slowly dissipate and it becomes a mindfulness and a meditation. Definitely. And, yeah, I I think a lot of people say that they're running or they're swimmers and Mm. when you get into it you can lose everything else with the thoughts and just be very much in the here and now and that's the best best part of mindfulness to to ground us into the day. Um, So, yeah, that's amazing. Um, And what would, would... what kind of personal values would you say um, you live by? Um, so I would say that family first. Mm-hmm. That is just one of my all time. My whole business, everything revolves around my family. So it's family first. Yeah. Um, trust is definitely one of our values. We we do that whether it's trust within our home or mm-hmm. with our clients as well. Yeah. Uh, communication is huge. Mm-hmm whether or not that's, again, with our clients or it's just giving that communication builds trust and respect. My children, even though they're little, we always, I mean, they're not little, they're teenagers now, but, yeah, it's just having the respect for each other and then they obviously give it back. So they're our main things, I would say. Yeah, amazing. So family first, trust and communication. Mm. Yeah, wonderful. Um, they're certainly different every time I've um, interviewed. So it's, it's, it's amazing to ask about personal values and then, of course, what are your company values because, you know, there's either an intertwine of the two or it's very much, yep, I'm keeping my personal values separate. But Yeah, um, I, I feel like they just goes. kind of merge. I mean, the business started because of my kids because ah, I was okay. working in a kind of high-end agency role and having kids at home, the guilt. And and so it was really 
just being there for them and it was it started because I just wanted to be with them more and more. So mm. I build my whole business around my kids. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Wow. So and you're our first uh, woman uh, podcast mm. guest. So it is oh, exciting. Yes. Um, because I, I absolutely, that sings to my heart, the mother guilt, but also, mm. you know, you always feel like when you're not with them, you want to be with them when you're here, your head's kind of, you know, that guilt sort of follows you around, Constantly. that mother guilt. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, especially this year I've felt that more and more that I want to be with my children. My two girls are, are young, very young, so they're five and three now. But I, I can see, you know, when I'm not spending time with my youngest, the behaviours come out, this yes. attention-seeking. And I go, oh, my gosh, it's because I haven't actually I've been working too hard. Uh, and so I'm in that very much that that sinking boat feeling of oh, mother it guilt. Is. It is, yeah. And <laughs> oh, it's, I remember just dropping them at daycare, and oh, just and it would always be the night before you'd have to go to work that they would be unwell. <laughs> yeah. So it was yeah. um, it was really born from. Yeah. From, so I have to make it work. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to drive them around and be with them and pick yeah. them up from school. So yeah, wow. That's and so you're flexible with your hours. Obviously, you own the own the business and um, you can work around them. I think that's a massive win. Yes. So I think that's yes. success. Um, you know, being able to identify the needs of your family first and then serve your family through your business. So it sounds Absolutely. like you're doing something a lot of other people would aspire to do. Well, that's yeah. what, um, I mean, one of the things that we do at work is the we only, not that we only employ women, but we employ women within the business and those oh. that do are, are all mums and oh, wow. they all work school hours because yes. that just one works for them one. and works yeah. for us. So that's perfect. And um, we all have one day off a week. Oh, amazing. So, yeah, it, it really is around family. And, yeah. And you've striked the four-day working week. I know. Oh, wow. I know. Oh. I mean, it, you never stop. <laughs> Your head is never stopped. Never, never yes. stops. But, <laughs> yeah. yes, we do uh, have a day off. So amazing. It's yeah. nice. Mm. Mm. We've got more and more clinicians, I think, that start and ask for a nine-day fortnight. Yeah. Uh, in our, our um, industry, it's uh, paediatrics practice that is um, quite intense um, and, you know, we love what we do. But, yeah, that sort of nine-day fortnight or four days a week is sort of Perfect. becoming more and more um, relevant for some people. Um, other other employees want to do full-time. They want to, you know, for, for financial, you know, they actually Definitely. very driven, so they want to work. Um, full time, so you know, we but we're flexible, like yeah. you, you know, yeah. you have a school aged mum, so it's school hours, you know, perfect. A school aged mum, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, no, school aged children, so yeah. you know, working those flexible hours, she'd leave at 2 pm, she'd start at 9 15. So, uh, you know, having having a I guess a, a business where you yourself understand the the juggle and the balance and the life dance, work-life dance, um, it creates a a space for your employees to really feel um, valued and and understood that, you know, there is other priorities and that is being a parent. Yeah. So I never had it, so I created it myself. Uh I love that. (laughs) Yes. Okay. I never had it, so I created it myself. Amazing. Um, So, yeah, I heard there that, you know, it's hard to switch off. Um, I absolutely think we, we should really talk about this mm. because 
people think you work, the hours that you work at the office or where you're seen in a physical sense. But talk to me a little bit more, talk to our listeners a little bit more about this uh, inability to switch off yes. because I am exactly the same. Uh, so how, how does it... So it's really funny. So when out? I first started the business, I, you know, you get so excited and it's so awesome. And I remember the first... Uh, it was our first Christmas break mm-hmm. and I came home and, and my husband walked in the door and he's like, oh, and he you know, threw his bag down. He's like, I get, you know, two weeks or three weeks off or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time that I just went, oh, my gosh, I'm not going to be able to turn it off. And I, mm-hmm. I did have work. Um, I was working for an agency that did newspaper publications. So they that would run all through Christmas through, and I would have to take my laptop. Mm. So I didn't have a break for, I would say, seven years of my business. I didn't have a holiday. I mean, I'd have days off here and there, but it was never that whole Mm. chunk of time off that you could have. Um, Mm. So I get that you can never switch off. Mm. But over the years I've learnt to... I think there was one year I went, okay, I just am going to do this. And I just prepared all my clients. I said, mm. we're turning it off. Yeah. No one's available. It, you know, yeah. emergencies, of course, but. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and they, I they survived. They survived. <laughs> so that was the first realisation that, okay, I can now take some time off. Yeah. Mm. Um, switching off completely, well, yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> when you've got your own business, I don't think yeah. you can ever switch it off, but you you definitely need time to turn it off. And that's mm. something I'm learning more and more mm-hmm. is just having headspace to, mm-hmm. to make you grow. I think it does help you yeah. grow your business and mm-hmm. think, have headspace to think and plan and yes, all those things. So. Yeah. Mm. That, um, well, seven years, yes, yeah. of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, one of our employees said the same thing. Like, Sarah, you've worked like a Trojan horse for seven years um, building the business. We're eight years in business now. So that first, yeah, mm. oh, then you have children and you realise that the slices of the pie become thin. So your ability to serve, your capacity to deliver, your execution of tasks becomes impaired by uh, sleep deprivation or um, yeah, fatigue or you're, you know, I mean, you literally feel more exhausted than, I, I've nice. never felt more exhausted yeah. um, than I have in the last year here. Mm. Um, but where you say can't switch off, I think that's a big thing when you said when you can maybe put it down for a little while or put it aside, they say, you know, that's where creativity flows. So this whole dreaming time, yes. uh, our business mental Simon has always said to me, Sarah, you need around four hours of dreaming time a week. And I was like, ah, that's impossible, Simon. I don't even get an hour to myself to go like, oh, that's not going to happen. And look, I continue to want to strive for that. So on a Tuesday now from 1pm to 4pm is my switch off time. Perfect. Um, next Tuesday, it's a round table boardroom meeting. So it sometimes doesn't happen. But I can tell you, I know that 1 to 4 p.m. on Tuesdays, it's a hot bath before I go to pick up the girls. It's something like that. But it's the ability to, I think the most creative ideas come to me in the bathtub. So even I can't even switch off in the bathtub, but it's like this creative space of thinking and, so you know, true. like solving problems and coming 100%. up with ideas. Yes. You know. And I've realised that more and more. Mm. And even just, you know, a long weekend Every now and then, just yeah. to get away. Yeah. 
is yeah. all it takes to yes. to have that space to think and plan mm. and yeah. dream. Yes, dream. Because <laughs> that's always nice. Yeah, the, the reset. <laughs> yes, um, for sure. Yeah. Um, so what is something we don't know about you that might surprise the listeners? So, um, so there is one thing. Uh, it's, uh, it's actually an opportunity that came to me through the Lake Macquarie Business Centre. Ah. Um, I was approached to be one of four business owners to speak at a roundtable discussion at Parliament House in Canberra, which was amazing. So it was with uh, Senator Michaeli Cash and um, Scott Morrison at the time. So that was pretty exciting. So the room was filled with about, I don't know, there was about maybe 20 or 30 very high-profile people from the ATO. There were people from Zero and uh, mental health organisations. So the four business owners that were there were literally talking to the room about the challenges we face as business owners. Wow. Um, and they acknowledged all of those things. So it was all those things like never taking a break mm. or, um, gosh, there was just so many different challenges, you know, looking after our mental health. Mm, financial. Financial thing. Um, all all the things. to, to <laughs> the And things. even like not just not being busy and finding work, but when you are so busy mm-hmm. and then you then need to find staff and recruit and mm-hmm. all the things that come with yeah. owning a business. So from that discussion, uh, all these things came out of it. So there was a whole platform. There was a website built. Wow. There was, um, yeah, so lots of fantastic things came out of that discussion um, for business owners. Yeah, and who were the other, like how did they pick you? you Uh, I was just approached um, to talk to Every Mind. So Every Mind first came to me and we did a little video series on how I look after myself and my mental health in my business. Did you do that? Yes. So I've seen that video. You've seen that video. Yes. So that's where it started. So it started with me, um, I think there was about four or five of us that were did these short little videos on, yeah. it was called A Head for Business. Yes. So um, each of us talked about how we looked after ourselves through our own mental health. So, yes. I mean, I, I'm thankful that I've never really had any mental health, significant mental health issues, mm-hmm. but it was just how I... Keep active, how I have that headspace to just continue on every day. Mm -hmm. And then from that point, every mind were invited to go along to Parliament House. So they asked a few of us to come along. Okay, wow. So that's where that happened. What an opportunity. So that might be something you don't know about. Yeah, and... What a what a surprise answer. <laughs> <laughs> the other the other thing I was going to say was that surprisingly I'm an introvert and I oh. I enjoy time doing absolutely nothing and staying home in my pajamas. I tracked it, but <laughs> that yeah, could be option B. Yeah, wow. Um, yeah. And do you know what? I this is might surprise people too, but I'm an introvert. Mm. Same thing. Yeah. Um, although I score as an extrovert on a lot of those personality tests like I'll end up being but that's the role I sort of fall into in a business and um, workspace but 
the more I realised when I turned 40 that actually I've always been an introvert. Yeah. And I actually need that alone time Mm. in order to recharge and I actually thrive when I've had time alone. And if I haven't had time alone, it's like I'm just losing more and more of myself. Yep. Um, So I really crave... I crave alone time as well. 100%. Yeah. It's hard when you've got three kids, a dog, a house, a business. Yes. But... Yeah. I I am very similar. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Um, so what uh, what makes you continue to strive and thrive in your business? I'm going to go run back and save my family again. Yes. They yeah. are the reason why I continue to do what I do every day. Yeah. And it was only the other night we were sitting around the dinner table and I said to them, do you know what, like if I didn't have the, my business and the flexibility that I have with my business, I wouldn't be able to... You even the children wouldn't be able to do what they do. Yeah, they wouldn't be yes. able to have their high sports that they train seven days a week for. And yes, um, yeah. it would just be difficult. It would make yeah. things very difficult. Yeah. So um, yeah, my family made me continue to yeah. work hard. Um, there must be a sense of um, pride, like feeling proud that you've created something that allows you flexibility, that allows you to serve as a parent, that allows you to give back time for them to be their best self. Um, so that... that oh, yeah, you, I am proud. I mean, proud. I, I've been told by a few people that I am a high achiever mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and that comes with never, ever thinking that you've done enough. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. that is sometimes an issue. But mm-hmm. I have been allowing myself the time to stop and go, well, well I actually have come pretty far, really. Yes. Yeah. Know, 13 years later, it's going okay. Yeah. Amazing. So, yeah. How many employees proud. do you have? How I many have three. Yep. Wonderful. All yeah. mums that work. Yeah, they're all mums. Yep. Yeah. Amazing. So, work, yep, those yeah. flexible hours. And, That's uh, great. Mm. Yeah, look, I think uh, we often don't stop, reflect, and go, oh, you know, I'm proud of that achievement. Because as soon as we reach one goal, we're almost so busy planning, achieving, striving for the next goal that we're not stopping, pausing, reflecting on the achievement that's made. And I mean, there's that same, but it's almost like just one thing to the other, it's one thing to the other. Yep. And it's, it's, it's almost, you know, it is that part of being, oh, having time to reflect on the achievements and, and going back and spending time looking at you, oh, well, we did do this. That was a failed attempt, but look, the second time around we got it right. I mean, just looking and celebrating smaller wins and those larger wins, and I think you hit the nail on the head when you said if you're an overachiever or you're ambitious, um, you know, I have unrelentingly high standards, so I'm in the same boat. I'm always, uh, you know, that's probably not good enough on myself, quite critical of myself. Um, But slowly learning to take stock of the wins and always go, well, it's a win and why. Yeah. Why was it a win? I I saw something recently um, that I've I've taken. On my desk I have a a jar Mm -hmm. and I have a little um, stack of uh, post-it notes. Yes. And whenever we or I think of something that we've done recently that's been a win, Mm -hmm. I write it on the post-it notes, put it in the jar. So I'm going to pull that out at the end of the year and reflect Ah, because you forget. You forget all those things that you've done. Mm -hmm. So that's my little... Yeah, that's great. My little tip jar. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Um, so what is your best kept secret about your business that we would want to know? You may not have a secret about your business. Well, the secret was going to be 
was that we all have a day off a week. Yeah. So it was really that four-day working week. Yes. Yep. Striving for the four-day working four day week. Four-day working week. So, yeah. Amazing. Um, and what is your inspiration? So what inspires you on a day-to-day basis to do what you do? Yeah. I think the ins- my inspiration is definitely my parents. Okay. Both my parents were also business owners. Aha. Uh-huh. Mm, so, I mean, going back, gosh, 50 years, maybe more, um, they each had their own businesses. So my dad, both of my parents migrated to Australia from Italy. So oh. came here very young. My dad came out here on his own. He was 14 on his own, literally started a whole life for himself in Australia. So he's someone that I look up to a lot. He's passed away now, but I do think back at how it must, how hard it must have been for him and to start his own business, very successful business. Wow. And uh, have, At 14? At 14, he came out Goodness. here with a little... I know, I think now how I look brave. at my children <laughs> and think, you are his age and to, to come to a brand new country wow. and start a whole nother life. Okay. Um, and my mum is, you know, she's my hero as well. Mm-hmm. Back then, you know, when you think about women who were traditionally stayed home, she was, she was awesome. She had her own business. She wow. had, she had a hairdressing business in Beaumont Street. Wow. So very creative as well, and both yeah, very successful business owners. Wow. Okay. I look to them and think, yeah, I think maybe it was just in me somehow. Mm-hmm. But. The entrepreneur spirit. Mm, I think Quite it's in there somewhere. There. Yeah. <laughs> yes, so, wow. Yes. Uh, I just watched a TED talk last night, TEDx. Roseville is a lady talking about um, kidpreneurs and she's come out of the US and she's coaching children on becoming entrepreneurs and how to use their entrepreneur spirit and uh you know she had five tips and strategies of you know building more resilience in children and getting them to problem solve and um taking away reducing their prosperity so that if they want something they've got to buy it themselves yes when they're behaving you give them an allowance or when they've done something you can anyway it was a brilliant talk um 17 minutes of that and she's a business owner and was coaching business owners and when you know what i want to coach Kids, kids to be to come kidpreneurs. So, so cool. there's a whole company and there. That's, yeah, look, coaching kids. Yeah. Even though you know my parents, by the time we were born, they were very successful. We had whatever we wanted. Yeah. But we were never given everything. Mm-hmm. We always had to work, work. for everything that we did. Yes. Like now, I think back yeah. and and it, you know, it was hard. But I now see what they were doing. Mm. But speaking of entrepreneurial children I, I think my my third is very much you know I think they're either born with it I don't yeah. know or maybe she sees what you know you're I doing do. yes yeah. she um just recently wrote her own little book oh, wow. and decided she wanted to sell it at the local um store and stood out the front with a little book stand oh and sold her book. Did she? Wow. Oh, it was so cute. But I was so proud of her. I thought, there we go. That is the beginning. Yes, that is. And she's a feisty little child. <laughs> and I often try and knock that out of her. <laughs> the strong, I think, no, 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 no. The strong-willed child. The strong-willed child is my younger one. But I yes, think, no. Yeah. Um, you know, people... <laughs> Strive to be that, mm-hmm. and she is that already. Wow! And she's ten. She and she's ten. ten year old, and she sold a book at what she's, age? Nine. She yeah, or she was nine. Oh. Just stood out the front and just photocopied, 
her book several times and sold it. Oh my goodness, amazing. And often does the lemonade stand. Yeah, she's a funny Oh, girl. there you go. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. I think that when you said, you know, that we were saying our parents, um, my mother and father made us work for our um, our allowance. So, I mean, it was like petty, it was mm. pocket money. Mm. You know, I think it was $2.50 a week or $5. It got to $5 a week. But every morning we had to sweep the back veranda dust uh, unpack the dishwasher. So there was just a number of chores that we did every day. Yep. Uh, and then my brother and I both at 14 and seven months got a job at McDonald's and we worked so hard yep. and I had five jobs at one point. Exactly the same. You know, five or seven jobs through uni and high school, but never stopped working. And I think in a sense that's been amazing because it's definitely pushed me where I am today. But on the other flip side, that double-edged sword is it's harder to relax. So my brother and I maybe struggle to switch off and relax and sit down and just watch a movie. 100%. I was, you know, like if I if my mum was watching a movie, she was ironing at the same time, or she was doing her brasso and her silvo, or she was, you know, sewing. She was never just sitting and relaxing watching that movie. Hundred percent. And that's exactly, yeah. you sound exactly the same. Yeah. You know, started yeah. a job at fourteen and whenever you could. Yes, whenever you could. Uh, and haven't stopped working since. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you're mm. right. It's that mm. it's that it's good to it be good. that person, but yeah. then also you're right. People have often said to me, Do you ever slow stop? down? Yeah. And if I am watching a movie, I've got my laptop on and I'm doing like I'm yeah. listening to like a TED talk or something. Yes, <laughs> yes. Like, oh, yes. What am I doing? <laughs> this is just crazy. Yeah. So yes, you're yeah. right. Yeah, it's funny because even if Bluey's on, I'll be there like you and I'm listening to a yes. podcast, Bluey's on and I, the girls are next to me but I'm actually working. I'm on, on you know, doing post, post, Facebook posts and silly things like that. Um, so, yeah, it is sort of that difficulty switching off but at the same time then people go, you look at financial security or if you've worked seven jobs and you were 20, of course I had more money than someone that didn't actually have a job. So I did go travelling. I did go to Thailand. I did go to Japan. I had to fund my own airfares. I had to fund the trip. But I worked those jobs. So I got those money and I had those experiences. Absolutely. Um, And I really see the value in teaching our children to, you know, work for a toy, you know, to earn rewards or to earn points for a particular something that they want rather than we're going to go to the store and you can have that toy today honey yeah you know we've got to teach them about money we've got to teach them about the cost of things especially when the cost of living has gone up so high we need to teach them about the value of money and working for our money and nothing in life is for free I was always told that my father used to tell me there's nothing in life for free Sarah and if you think it's for free it's not (laughs) it's a scam there's always something (laughs) And I do the same. I always remind my children to be grateful mm. for every single mm-hmm. thing that they have. Yeah. And, you know, they've both, um, my 16-year-old has a job on top yes. of her schooling and her sport, mm-hmm. so that's awesome. And yeah. my 14-year-old has literally just got himself a little part-time job as well. So yeah, I'm hoping they're yeah. following in those footsteps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. Um, so what makes you laugh and cry? Oh, gosh. Uh, so I don't cry very often, mm-hmm. which is... Uh, something, yeah, which is really odd. Um, I mean, a, a good old movie might make me cry yeah. here and there, you know, yeah. juicy love story, but <laughs> I don't often cry. Mm-hmm. What makes me laugh? My new puppy actually makes me laugh. Okay. It's a funny little thing. Yeah. I've never had um, a pet before. 
Okay. We've never had a dog. So we we got the COVID dog (laughs) (laughs) because we were bored during COVID and my children were begging us for a dog. So we got this gorgeous little um, mini mini griddle called Alfie. Oh, cute. And he's a darling. So he does make me laugh. So what do you think your purpose or mission is? Uh, So in my business, I guess my, my mission is to just to inspire my team every day, to do some amazing work. I mean, one thing that we um, pride ourselves on is the quality of the design work that we provide to our clients. Mm. Um, So we are quite a high, I feel we're a high-level design agency that attention to detail is something that we do particularly well. So, um, yeah, I think that's, um, that's... Have what you always had an interest in graphic design? Like, has that have, always been yeah. a passion for you? Yeah, so yeah. through school I did, you know, visual arts and completed my HSC with art. And it was always, that was the pathway, mm-hmm. something creative. Um, yeah. And just being an artist mm. wasn't probably going to make me much money. So yeah. doing the whole commercial art. And, yeah. and I started working in, you know, a small, a small art studio and then onto a bigger advertising agency. So, oh. yeah. Just definitely being creative is what I love. Yep. Wow. Uh, And can you share a time where you failed in business but took the lesson learned and moved on? Mm. So I wouldn't say it was a failure. I would probably say it was more um, a lesson. Yes. 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 And uh, one tip that I would probably say was um, not putting money aside for uh, things like GST payments and VAS mm. and things like that. So yeah. uh, that was definitely a lesson that I learnt was to keep aside money for a rainy day. Yes, I think that's a common mistake made, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> it was a big shocker. I don't remember. It was very early on in business, but it mm. was definitely something that I learnt very quickly was mm. to uh, get that and to have a great bookkeeper mm. that keeps you accountable. Yes, Yeah. That's really that's good, something. valid lessons for um, people starting up. Yeah. So that's what I, I mean, back in the day, I remember, yeah, paperwork was something I was spending a whole day of my week on. And I thought, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. There is someone that could do this and I could be doing design work all day instead of, yes. so I quickly hired a bookkeeper yep. and yep. that Wonderful. was a great lesson. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, the e-myth, I don't know if you know about that, but you know how the technician becomes you know, the entrepreneur, but the entrepreneur's trying to be the technician and wearing the multiple hats, payroll, tax, um, you know, leader, business owner. Totally. Yeah. And and when you start, yeah, you do have to probably do everything. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you do quickly realise that you probably earn more per hour doing, <laughs> doing what you and yes. doing and doing what you love and doing it efficiently mm-hmm. than spending a whole day trying to work out how to use Euro. Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so happiness at work is the new productivity. So how do you make your staff happy on a daily basis? Um, yeah. Also, how do you make yourself uh, happy and productive? Yes. Um, I think by giving my staff autonomy, is something that we strive for in our business. So they are all very creative. They all have their their way as well. Yes. So I do give them the freedom to be creative in the way that they mm-hmm. they need to be. Yeah. Um, I do oversee everything. I mean, not oversee. That sounds like I'm 
overlooking everything, but I do give them the freedom to be creative. Um, Mm -hmm. They are involved in a lot of decision-making that we do in the business. So we're a very small team, so I think it's really important to keep Mm -hmm. it. As long, you know, I think if we all work together to um, have an environment that we're all happy in, yes. that, that is a huge part of what we do. Yes. So yeah. keeping my staff happy mm. to want to come back mm-hmm. each yeah. day is yeah. super important. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. giving them um, and giving them that responsibility mm-hmm. as well yes. to, to making yeah. those decisions. So I'm not always being the person to, mm-hmm. to tell them what they need to be doing. Yes. And yeah. they're all very good at that. Yeah, mm. I think that's it when they have a certain level of responsibility to make decisions and then they can see how that decision's weighed out, you know, and often there is a learning, you know, oh, you think it's a good decision or, you know, I need to let you run with that because you need to see how that's going to play out. Definitely. Um, and being creative yeah. is, is can be difficult. I mean, my idea of something that looks fabulous might not be their idea of something. So mm-hmm. I love that they also have a rationale for everything that they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'll often ask, oh, why, why did you do that? And, and there is a reason. And it's like, oh, wow, okay, great. Yeah. But now we need to tell the client that Yeah. because <laughs> yeah. they do not see it. So there's always mm-hmm. a reason behind everything that we do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Um, okay, so, yeah, nearly at the final um, few questions. So what is the 10-year plan for Graphica? Uh, if you're willing to share or have you thought five, ten-year vision ahead, uh, what you would like uh, Graphica to Yeah, to be. Yeah. So Graphica has always been an organic journey. It started off with me working from my garage yeah. 13 years ago with no windows to a beautiful <laughs> office with three staff. Yeah. So the ten-year plan is really just to keep growing, mm-hmm. yeah. um, to keep keeping our staff happy. I mean, I don't want to grow out of control. I just like to keep mm. it a productive, tight-knit team. Yeah. And it's funny because kind of niching down mm. is something that we're working on at the moment, yes. not being everything to everybody. Mm-hmm. So that is something that we're striving towards as well, is just niching down and doing what we do really, really well. Yes. Wow. Um, but I think the plan is just to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> keep it running. Amazing. Keep it productive and... Yeah. And I think when you said that it was um, niching down, lovely way of sometimes thinking is, you know, shrinking down to the core uh, team sometimes or because sometimes you do outgrow. Like I know our period of growth was so rapid that we didn't have the systems and the processes and the procedures in place and it just causes a lot of, um, you know, uh, disruption and slow, methodical a lot of time wasted. So I think, you know, learning, the big learning for us is that systems eight years down should have been laid down two years in. <laughs> and that's the organic, and that's exactly <laughs> what's happened with us. It's just that organic. Oh. And then you put on staff and you think, oh, I, I didn't, didn't think happen. all the systems yes. are in my head. Yes. Okay, so now yes. we have to work on a system. So <clears> it <throat> has yeah. just been that mm. natural uh, progression. But there's yeah. there was an interesting thing you said before. I heard an analogy the other day about, pruning the rose bush yes. and pruning it right back and yeah. being quite aggressive in that pruning because mm. it's always going to then flourish again. So yeah. um, I often think of that. Mm. I think, hmm, I'm going to cut back and yeah, perhaps not cool. offer that service because mm-hmm. you're like yeah. a deer in headlights when you see it and think, yeah. yes. Mm. Um, I like that, the rose bush analogy, so pruning yeah. back in 
for in order for it to bloom. Yes. Um, because, yeah, I think typically I've been a yes person. I said yes to this and yes to that. Great idea, great opportunity. Mm. And then, you know, we're trying to catch up with those decisions made or, um, yeah, there's a lot of learning there. But then there's, you know, someone staying quite stagnant and not growing uh, through fear of, you know, fear-based decisions. Yes. And I'm very much, fear doesn't govern my decisions. There's fear there, but I act out of fear. Yep. Um, and I've always lived, you know, half a life lived in fear is a life half lived because I, I say just on the other side of fear is growth, just on the other yes. side of fear is opportunity, just on the other side of fear is success. Sometimes it's just taking, getting, that risk. taking yeah. the leap of faith um, and trusting in the process and getting now right. So just now, getting just now right. Yes, um, because great. we can always look back and go, we should have done that, we would have done it. Oh, we can mm. always look ahead and go, I want this to happen. But actually just <laughs> slow back down um, and get now right. So sort of from the space of, you know, what do we need in this moment right now to be the best perfect um, thing we can be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so finally, what is the positive mark you would like to leave in this world and this lifetime? Oh, <laughs> what kind of positive mark? Um, well, besides the fact that people would think of me as a beautiful, amazing person yeah. <laughs> who worked really, really hard and, you know, was an achiever, yeah. um, I think I would love people to um, just look around and say, wow, Graphica did that, or Graphica did that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, leaving my mark around through beautiful design work yeah. around the city but also around the world would be amazing. Yes, so, yeah. Mm. And that is it. It's a trail of, like we were saying, you've worked with leaps and bounds who are just down the road from us. But, you know, leaving your, you're right, you can leave a legacy in these um, businesses and these uh, opportunities because that is literally your role is to design the, the graphic and the art yeah. and it, it stays Forever, forever. Say, you know, yeah. the there right is um, along Brunker Road, actually. Mm -hmm. It's funny. I was driving along there the other day and literally from one end to the other, there were about six of my logos. And I was like, wow, oh, there's a medical practice, there's an accountancy <laughs> firm, there's a law firm, there's a family. Like, it was wow. awesome. So, yeah, that's kind of my street. Oh, so. amazing. Oh, there you go. So if anyone wants to, <laughs> any of our listeners want to see Graphica, go to <laughs> go along Brunker Road. Brunker Road, Adamstown. Um, yeah, so, okay, I was just, uh, we're up to our quick fire questions and I am like so impressed with us because we're an hour in just about. We didn't know how long we'd talk for today, so there you go. We've Great. got lots of content for our listeners. Excellent. <laughs> hopefully valuable content. Yes, hopefully they've enjoyed this. Good. Um, so our quick fire questions means you can't really think about it, you've just got to give me a quick answer. So I'm going to... Uh, Put you on the spot. <laughs> Go, for Go for it. I'll try. All right. So what book are you reading or listening to at the moment and why? I'm reading The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Um, it was sent to me by somebody and it was amazing. Yes, I've read it. Oh, you've read it? Yes. Yeah. Love it. Yes. yes. Okay. What is the best book you've ever read and why? Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty. <laughs> It's probably my favourite. I bring that on when we go away and I just think there's some amazing, valuable. And I also listen to Jay's podcast, yes. so I love it on purpose. Yes, awesome. <laughs> What's your favourite food? Oh, I love food, um, but Japanese food is my yeah. favourite, I think. Love it. Um, if we got paid to play, what would your typical favourite day look like? Mm. 
starting with ex I love exercising. So exercise, yep. yoga, walk on the beach, <laughs> going out for lunch, rest, reading a book, just all those beautiful things. Lovely. No work could be really nice. Yeah, <laughs> so just to relax and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, chill out for the day would be amazing. Yeah, great. Thank you. There's a few similarities here. Think like a monk, Japanese food. We've just got to this is interesting when you get to, to know um, <laughs> get to know you more. It's great. Uh, it's been so informative and, yeah, wow, it's, uh, that, that time has flown by. So thank you for coming in and talking with us today. Um, so Melissa, obviously, Graphica, guys, go along, check out her website, um, and, yeah, you will be blown away by the amazing products and services that they provide. So it's been an honour and a privilege to have our first woman in business on the channel. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Loved it. Thank you.